judging. Blow the shout. Come on. Coming to you live from Peter Piper the Poop Bully Paniolo's Palace, it's the Junior Kekoeva Jr. Show starring Junior Kekoeva Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bodhe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekoeva Jr. I'm Junior Kiko, we have a junior. Welcome to the podcast. We've been podcasting. But okay, I just got to tell you guys, mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Aloha, aloha, aloha. And, and how's it, how's it, how's it, how's it? <laughs> a lot of how's it. So, lot, so this guy, this guy actually uh, messaged me. Uh, he DM'd me on Instagram and he said, uh, excuse me, Junior, but you always say how's it. How, what is how's it? And he, he spelled them kind of different. He was like H-A-Z-I-T, how's it? And he goes, what does that mean? And I, and I said, well, that, that's a, that's pigeon. Okay, so what we have is, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, on the podcast because because we're, we're in different countries. You know, like before, I mean, podcast was easy or broadcast. <laughs> well, we was on a broadcast before, right? We're doing radio. But that was easy because... You know, we had radio, and we, the radio was only confined to Oahu, right here, right on in Hawaii. And then we started, we started going out on the web slowly, right. And then what happened? See that the last I, I did eighteen years on the radio, and my first, my first year uh, on the radio doing it, doing this thing, right. We had a website, and the website started to you know travel, right. So some people heard of us, and they was listening. But by my third year of the 18th year, right, and I was running commercials, right. So, so what happened was the commercials were not restricted in the beginning. wasn't restricted, right? Was going. So, so my commercials was going. So people around the world heard my name. They just didn't know who I was, right? But they they heard the Junior Keiko ever Junior Junior Keiko ever Junior, and they heard all this stuff around the world was going, right? And then they started regulating, right? So they go, oh, well, we cannot play the commercials all over the world because, you know, we, we're wasting commercial space and I, all this kind of stuff, right? And so, so they started limiting my commercials. Uh, well, everybody's commercials locally. So when we were on the web, everything was good. And when it came time to the, the commercial time, then they would play something else. Or they would play another segment of programming or, or whatever. So so that, you know, that's what happened. But my, my commercials went all over the world because guys in the mainland would tell me, hey, we heard your commercials for the for the road show uh, and it, it was being broadcast all over. We heard them and we, we were in Nevada. You know, somebody in New York told me one time, he said, yeah, we heard, you, we heard your commercials in New York. We used to listen to you guys. So, um, and, then, and then when we had the Trayvon Martin stuff, right? I don't know if you guys remember that. If you don't know, no, no worries. But this guy, Trayvon Martin, was a security guard. He killed this black boy, uh, this black kid, African-American kid. And this guy from down the street from where, where this guy is called us. 
he was listening to us. And he said, you know, the guy was a punk, man. The guy, the security guy, was a, he was a punk. And he started telling us about this guy, right? Like he thought, you know, he, he wanted to be a cop. And he thought it was all that and da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And, and so the world became very much smaller on the radio. And right now, right now, they're, they're broadcasting to the world, the guys I used to work with. And they're talking to the world, right? Well, I'm talking to the world too, only I don't have restrictions. <laughs> they have restrictions. They, they cannot swear. They cannot, you know, there's certain things they cannot talk about. I can talk about anything, Hawaiians. I can talk about it all. And, and, you know, they, and they, they do their trip, you know, I do my trip and, it, and this was Augie T's idea. So we gotta tell, we gotta model Augie T. Augie T, uh, for you guys out in the world that don't know who Augie, you know, who's Augie T? What, what's an Augie T? Augie T is a local comedian. You guys do, we got plenty of Hawaii people listening. You guys know Augie T. Augie T is a, a famous comedian in Hawaii. And, uh, he, he's actually, uh, he will go down in history as being Hawaii's greatest comedian. He has done, he has done above and beyond what any comedian, um, could do. Uh, in Hawaii, he, he's done everything. He's maxed it out, right? And and that's what you should do. I mean, you know, back in the day, I used to be mentored by Don Ho. You know, and 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 Uncle Don, I used to hang out with Uncle Don. And Don Ho was the biggest thing from Hawaii to the world. This was before Israel Kamakavivole. This was before Bruno Mars, right? So this is a long time ago. But he was the first big thing to happen to Hawaii. Well, he was the second actually. Alfred Apaka was before him. But, but really, he was, he like, he maxed everything out, right? So when I saw him doing all of that, I go, wow, what, you know, what's left for me, right? <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, make a long story short, you know, I, I hung out with the best. And, and I hung out with Augie T, and he's the best. He's the best comedian. Uh, I mean, really, this guy, he has a, he has a talent for it. And, and so I was on the radio with him. And then he got let go from the radio. Then I got let go from the radio. I just got let go. I got let go uh, last week when I went in for a meeting because they're, they're just, they're changing the station. It used to be 93.1, the Paina. They're changing the station. They're changing everything. And it changes good. You know, I think change is really good because I'm on, I'm on the podcast, right? Uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm all over the place. I'm on Facebook. I think change is good. And, and I'm a firm believer in change. And we, we're going to see a lot of change in the world coming up next year. Um, you know, this is, we're, we're headed, uh, right into the new world order. And, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something that we cannot stop. And it's going to be something that is going to be a good thing. I think, I think it's going to be a good thing. Now, if it's not a good thing, you know, I don't know. I always think that God gives us a balance. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, if, if it's a bad thing, there's going to be some good coming out of it. If it's a good thing, there's going to be a bad side to it, right? So there's, there's, it's two ways. So you can look at something, you know, cause I remember, okay. So I'm going to tell you guys this story about radio, okay? I was working with these guys in Hawaiian radio, right? And computers just came to the industry. Computers, we, I was working on the first computer system in Hawaii, and it was at KCCA. And, and this other guy, right, who's on TV now locally, I don't want to say his name, but, uh, yeah, so he's on TV locally, right? And, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I worked with him, and, um, 
it was kind of funny that <laughs> I got some stories about him, but I, I'm not going to tell those stories. Not a, you know, that, that's like I say, that's not a podcast. All right, okay. But but um, so we had this computer system and they they installed it, okay. And so this other guy that I worked with, who's now on a on TV, right? He's on morning TV over here on KJMB, and he was working with me. Oh, I was working with him. I think I don't know. He he was he was the boss. He was the program director. And and I was a production guy, so I wasn't really under him, you know. And by the time um, I was on the radio at KCCN on the weekends, uh, he wasn't the program director anymore. So anyway, so I never, I was never really under him. I never really worked for him, but I worked with him, right? And um, so it was he and I that were involved in learning this computer system because I had to do the commercials and he had to do programming. So so we we learned this thing, right? And he even had glasses, and he was wearing glasses one time. This, this I can tell you, he was wearing glasses right one time. And I was thinking to myself, "Wow, I, I never knew he had he wore glasses, right?" And and I was kind of like thrown off, right, by the thing, because I'm like, "Hey, first time I seen him with glasses. I mean, this is different." And you know, and so I thought naturally, I thought all this time he had contacts, right? So one day I walk in his office, and and I saw the glasses on his desk. Now I wear glasses. Right, but I'm in denial. So during the day, I don't, I don't wear my glasses. I still don't wear my glasses. I never wore my glasses during the day. Right, once in a while, once in a while I did. But but when I was working, you know, I I never wore my glasses because I didn't have bifocals back in the day. Now I have in my sunglasses. They all prescriptions, so I have. So so I go up to the desk and I pick up his glasses and I look through his glasses. I want to see how bad his eyesight is. Right, his glasses were clear. Right. So he was wearing the glasses to look cool, like like a scientist or a doctor or something, right? And I I I laughed, I cracked up so hard. I'm like, oh, he's he's wearing the glasses just to look cool, right? So so anyway, so I wore glasses because I had bad eyes, right? So but I didn't, you know, and I took I took them to work once in a while. I wore them, but not not all the time, right? So anyway, so we learned this computer system. Me and this guy that wore the glasses to look cool right? and I mean kids do it now kids do it now so you could say he was a trendsetter right you you could say that and so so anyway so the computer system comes in right and and the the, the moral to this story is change okay so the com- com- computer system comes in I learn it he learns it and we you're all trying to you know and uh in fact one night I had to lock one of our guys out because he was on drugs and I had to lock them out of the system. And so I would actually be over at the station like odd hours because, you know, I didn't have a family. And, um, you know, so I used to go down and I used to do production. I used to hang out and stuff and actually uh, did a lot of babysitting that wasn't really my, you know, wasn't really my job description or anything. But, but yeah, but we did that, right? So... <laughs> So anyway, so I was there, right? And we was and we was doing this, you know, we was we was just monkeying around and stuff. And um but but the point of me telling you this story is that the older guys, the guys that was older than me, right? And this is this is back in nineteen ninety four, okay? Uh nineteen ninety five. This is nineteen nineteen ninety five. And and the guys that are a little bit older than me in the previous generation, right? So these guys right now uh, they, I, I guess they're about uh, maybe 
six or seven years older than me or something like that. So, like, when I entered high school, they graduated already, right? That kind. So, so not, not like they were, like, 10, 12 years, but, you know, maybe just... Maybe six years, five years older, you know, like right out. So, so I was in high school at a certain time. They were already gone, right? So these guys had such a problem with, with computers and they were cursing the computer and they were fighting it and, you know, mentally fighting it, right? And you could hear them yell and swear in the studio because something wasn't right. Well, it, it wasn't really that something wasn't right in the majority of the time. It was because they didn't get it right. And they didn't study it or learn it good enough. So they made a mistake. But they were mad because things were different and change happened. Right? So so they got mad at the computers. And they were like, hey, tell them about that. You, know, you could hear them in the, stu- in, in, in the studio down the hall. You could hear them. And they, all over the place. But they were, these were only the older guys. The younger guys were embracing it, right? The younger guys were like, yeah, this is cool. Let's learn it, right? So me and this other guy, right, the program director, we, we learned this thing inside and out. And and, and he was, you know, I, I always thought that that guy was the most gifted uh, guy to make concert promos because he made the concert promos for the radio station. And, and I, I, you know, I, I could not hold a candle next to him. Uh, this guy made awesome concert promos i mean just i i remember too today i mean he awesome awesome production he did and so anyway so so that was that was the change story see but exciting times are coming you know but if you're on the if you're on the you know if you, if you belong to the school of thought that well there's cameras all over the place and now we're gonna have drones flying there and this is gonna be we're, we're all in prison. It's a prison planet. If you're if you're in that kind of understanding or that that kind of thought process, you're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have a hard time uh, looking at this and understanding what's coming. But what's coming is is gonna be pretty awesome in in one respect, and in another respect, yeah, the world is never gonna be the same, right? The world is already in the middle of changing. We're in a different age. We're in the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius started in, in uh, 1979, I believe. I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. I got I to gotta check. I didn't check my facts. But I, I think, because I, I, have, I have it written down here somewhere in my, in my notes. So I'm, I'm accessing my notes right now because I, I don't want to tell you guys the wrong stuff. But the age of Aquarius, as far as I know, as far as I've been told, uh, so the, the age of Aquarius is, uh, yeah, somewhere around 196, uh, 1979, I think, or something like that. Any, anyway, the age of Aquarius. So here it is. Uh, let's see. February 24th, 1979. Uh, so so anyway, that that's what, you know, the information I got. If that is not accurate and you're an astrologer and you're listening to this, please, by all means, shoot me a DM and tell me, hey, Junior, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. <laughs> like it's not seventy nine, and then tell me what it really is. So anyway, but that's what I've that's what I've been told, and I'm not an astrologer, and I don't have time to go learn astrology. I have companies to run, so I need you know, and podcasts to do. Right, I'm doing this right now. I could be studying, but no, I'm I'm doing this right now. But anyway, so so this you know my my whole deal right was entertainment up until now, and entertainment has closed this door. Radio has closed its door on me, 
And um, for good reason. I mean, I've been around radio forever. Since I was 17 years old, I've been around radio. And, and I, I went up to the highest level, which was second banana of the second most popular radio show in Hawaii. And, um, and I did that part-time. But out of that part-time... I started building companies. I started, you know, and, and then my, my, my uh, partner got sick, okay? Or he was my business partner, my best friend, not my partner, partner. <laughs> not like that. We wasn't like that. Okay, so, uh, and it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying we weren't like that, okay? But anyway, so, uh, and he, he put up with all my girlfriends and, oh, God, he, he put up, he, he was blind, my friend Wayne. Uh, my best friend, he was he was a blind, and he put up with all my my crazy girlfriends and everything. He he heard it all. <laughs> we we would normally say he saw it all. No, he didn't see it all at all. But he heard it all, Hawaiians. He heard he heard them all. So anyway, but so Wayne Wayne uh, Wayne and I went down a road, and then he he had cancer for two years, and he passed away four years ago, and um, almost almost five years. This year will be uh, will be five years in July, and so four years ago he passed away. And then you know I had to uh, certain things happen when he when that that two years of cancer, I mean whoa that was like uh, it was like it was like what the stock market was doing yesterday morning. The stock market was like going down like you know with that riveting arrow going down. Okay, that that's kind of like what happened with us while he was having cancer. But the focus was him. So I said, you know what? Let everything go. Whatever. I mean I didn't care. The focus was him. And up until the time he passed away. And and that's that's all we did. We just focused on him. And and then when after he passed away and after I mean you know, the only thing I'm really proud of in my life is that you know, I was a good friend and everything that he wanted, you know, he wanted to die at home. He wanted his ashes scattered a certain place, you know, and taking care of him through the, the, the ordeal. To me, that was the, that was the only thing I'm really proud of in my life. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I was happy to be on the radio. I was happy to do my Waikiki show. I was happy to do everything when and I did, but, but I'm not proud of it in, in a pride sense. Um, the only thing I really take pride in, you know, was being a good friend. That's all. Because to me, that that was important, right? I mean, you know, you be a good friend. Because uh, because if you cannot be a good friend, or or you know, if if something is is wrong with your character, or you you know, you get those character flaws where where you can't be a decent dude or girl, I, I think or woman, I, I think something's wrong, right? So. Um, Anybody can go do a career. Anybody can go make achievements. Anybody can do that. But not anybody can be a good friend. Not anybody can be a good dude or, or whatever. You know you know what I'm saying? So I'm not calling myself a good dude. I'm just saying uh, I was a good friend. Uh, well, believe me. <laughs> Trust me. People have problems with me. And, and I have I have problems with some people do it. I'm not afraid to express my opinion, and and people don't like loose cannons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I will tell them, right? I'll I'll tell them. I will walk up to the emperor, and I will tell that emperor that he's walking around in his bevies, and <laughs> so I, you know, I, I I don't care, right? So so anyway, so 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 the change thing that's coming. There's a lot of changes coming, and this is where the law of attraction has to work for you. The law of attraction has to work for you because change is coming. 
Okay, so you stick to that positive side. There's going to be a positive side. Okay, it's not like the one world government happens and everybody shoots everybody and everybody dies. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, there's there's going to be... There's going to be... I, I don't know what kind of justice there's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if even if it's going to be in my lifetime. Like if the thing's going to be completed in my lifetime. I kind of think it is. But, you know, we got to see what, what it's going to be, right? And and I think that there's still there's still countries holding out. There's still some countries that aren't on board with that thing, right? And um, there's rumors that, okay, World War Three is coming. I mean, you know, I think we've been fighting World War Three for a long time. I think we've been involved in World War Three for quite a while. And, uh, you know, and uh, but, but anyway, besides all of that, right? The law of attraction. Now, let's focus on positivity and, and, and the law. And the law says that whatever you focus on, right, without resistance, okay, all you got to do is marry intention with emotion and you got it. See, a lot of people, they, they, they pray with words. A lot of people, you know, talk to God in words, right? And God doesn't respond to words, God responds to feelings. Okay. Now this is my my understanding. Okay. This is this is just me. So I'm not telling you that that your God doesn't understand you or whatever. I'm just saying, for the law of attraction, to me the law of attraction is God in action. And when I say God, I mean the Creator. You know, I, I go on TikTok, right? The guy's like, "Oh, what God are you talking about? Get 4,200 gods. Which God are you talking about?" And you know. And I say, okay, the creator, whoever created us, if it was aliens, if it was, well, if we were planted on the planet as an experiment, whatever, whatever, however, I don't care, whoever made us, whoever created us, right? Because it's a long way back up the food chain to the very beginning. And I, I don't, you know, I don't even care who made us. All I do is I direct my gratitude to that, the source, whatever source is. That's what I direct my, my prayers to. That's what I direct my feelings to, right? So so your prayers and your feelings are, are synonymous because your feelings, right? So, so Esther Hicks says it really good. She says, you got to be ready to be ready to be ready, you know? And, and I started thinking about that, okay, you got to be ready to be ready to be ready, right? And, and I started thinking about that. So, hmm, interesting, right? And, and the whole thing is to drop your resistance. Because when you drop your resistance, guess what, Hawaiians? It's easy. It, manifesting is easy, right? It, and it gives you clues all over the place. In the Holy Bible, Matthew 21, 22. I'm not a Bible guy. I just memorized Matthew 21, 22. That's all I memorized, just that. It's in the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark. I did not memorize that one. But Mark 20, uh, Matthew 21, 22, okay? And it, and it basically says, Whosoever shall ask, uh, believing, you shall receive. So it's ask, believe, receive. This is the secret um, to, to, to the law of attraction. It's in the Bible. It's in, it's in other holy books too. I haven't, you know, I haven't really seen it. Uh, you know, people have told me it's throughout history. It's, it's in everything, you know? And, and so you ask, but you don't ask with words. You, you ask by being grateful. You, you ask with your feeling because when you're grateful, you start feeling a, a sense of, um, of, of happiness when you're grateful, when you express gratitude. 
I get up in the morning, I look at my car, I just thank you, Father God, for this car. Right? Because I've had a $400 Toyota Hawaii. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, Father God, thank you. Thank you for this car. You know, I look at this car. I'm like, wow, I'm looking at a blue Mercedes. I'm like, I remember when I was in a $400 Toyota. And guess what? I was thankful for that $400 Toyota. I had just gotten some tickets in a Trans Am, right? And my girlfriend said, that car is going to kill you. You, you, you mean, you know, she was my fiance actually. I was engaged to her at the time. And she said, that car is going to kill you. If it doesn't take your life, it's going to put you in a pool house. And, you know, and, and she was right. She was right. She was like, you know, you got to you gotta get a slower car. Or whatever. And then the stuff started going wrong with the car. And so we junked it, right? And, um, but before we junked it, we had fun with that car. We, had, we went, we was going 83 in a 55. And the judge, I remember the judge, and then they went to court always. And the judge kind of like, Rubs his nose underneath his glasses and looks at the paper, right? The charges. And, and he looks at me and he goes, Mr. Gig, whoever, this is a flagrant violation of the law, right? And at that point, I mean, you know, right? I'm like, well, he's going to throw the book at me, right? And so I looked at the prosecuting attorney. I said, uh, can, can we get points? Uh, you know, because you can negotiate points, right? So, like, if they, they say, all right, we're going to give you a $500 fine and four points. You can negotiate. You say, well, can can we do uh, three points or whatever? And I looked at the prosecuting attorney and I said, uh, can, we do, can we negotiate points? And he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Because I was wrong. I was wrong, right? So so I had to take my punishment and I took them. And I took those points and I, I don't know what the fine was. I don't, it wasn't $500. It was something like $200, $150, something like that. It was a long time ago. And so, so I was like, okay, well, I'll take it, right? And then came the $400 Toyota. Well, I can tell you that $400 Toyota was a blessing because that $400 Toyota top speed was 50 miles an hour. I mean, we have places on this island, right, that is 60 miles an hour, right, the speed limit. This car could not do that. I mean, this car was like strictly like 50 and the car started rattling already, right? And, and when it rained, you know, the back seat started getting wet, so I had to put Bondo on the, on the side. So bro, I, I knew, you know, what a $400 car felt like. You know, people see me in my, my chapter of, the, you know, this chapter of my life, and they see the blue Mercedes, you know, but they never saw the $400 red Toyota. You see what I'm saying? But, but wow, I was happy to have that Toyota. I, I kissed the ground when, when this girl said, oh, I'll sell you my car. I used to work with her, Lydia. So we named the car after her. We, we named the car Lydia. And But I was so thankful for, for the girl, Lydia that sold me the car for 400 she could have asked more for the car i mean she could have i mean really the car was worth more than 400 but she she was being nice she gave me a good price you could see it 400 dollars, and i'm like whoa okay so so you know we, we got the car for 400 dollars. we named it lydia and we were on our way and and on our journey and and you no know, traffic tickets right because the car couldn't speed it couldn't I mean, nonetheless, I was doing 50 in a school zone, which, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that kind of stuff. But anyway, so, but it, cle- it did several things, right? First of all, it humbled me because uh, now I didn't have a big muscle car with big fat tires on it. And, you know, uh, it, it, 
it got rid of it. It cleared up my abstract because <laughs> I couldn't speed, right? So it cleared up that. So I, I didn't have any problems with traffic tickets or anything. It, it just really it changed my life. The $400 Toyota changed my life. I was very grateful for it. And I gave thanks for it, right? And so, you know, so at that point of my life, right, I was like, wow, I was grateful. So guess what happened? When you're grateful for something, you get more. The next car was a $1,600 Jeep Cherokee. After that, it was a, it was a Nissan Maxima. And 11, uh, well, we had 11,000 miles on it. I don't know. I forget how much the Maxima was. I think, I think it was like, I don't, I don't know how much. I, I forget already. But, but the Maxima was a lot more. And we kind of, you know, we worked our way up, right? And then after that, you know, I made, I made some deals and that did some stuff and, and, uh, did some business. And, and pretty soon before you know it, you know, um, we, we had a, we, we the the maxima started falling apart, and and my ex girlfriend turned me on to the secret by Rhonda Byrne, the DVD, and I saw it in there, and they said, "Hey, ask, believe, receive." So one day I'm driving by the the showroom, uh, Infinity, right, and I remember that, that my stepdad said, "You know, we're gonna support Charlie because he owns Infinity," and I just pulled into Infinity, and, and the the story is for another podcast, but the result was just driving home with a brand new car it was brand new my first brand new car i had tears of joy when i was signing the papers in front of the finance lady i my i I was just crying and i was crying because i finally did it on my own and i manifested it right and and i didn't know what my my credit score was i didn't know anything all i knew was i had it in my heart that i was gonna go in and I was going to go through with this. I was going to take the baby steps. And and it really looked, I mean, you know, on the outset, it, it looked like, oh, man, if I do this, I'm, I'm going to go broke because it's a brand new car. Not only that, it, it's an infinity, right? You know, and and I as I took the steps, the doors opened. And, and then the funniest thing happened, right? After I got the infinity, the money to pay for it started coming. We had more customers. We had more business. Everything came to support it. I mean, it was it was awesome. So so yeah. So you know when I when I teach the law of attraction, I've been there. I've been there. I've I've driven the the two hundred dollar Toyota, right? And and it didn't really click with me until I watched the DVD by Rhonda Byrne, The Secret. Then it started clicking. And all these things my uncle taught me from when I was young. He went to these seminars and stuff. He taught me all this seminar stuff because he wanted me to be a, a cool dude. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to be at 13, right? When I, when I was in my, 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 uh, my, my teenage years, right? He wanted me to, to, you know, be nice to my mom and, you know, everything that, you know, teenagers, they get out of hand when they're 13, right? They want their independence. And so, so, so he, you know, lectured me on all this stuff. And as soon as I put the DVD in by Rhonda Byrne, I mean, you know, as soon as I did that, I go, whoa. So, you know, 60% of it was confirmation. 40% of it was, was new information, you know? And I, and I was like, wow, this, this is the same thing that, you know, my, my uncle tells me this, you know, he's, my uncle told me all of this. And then 40% of it was new information. 
you know, and they said, hey, if you, if you want a new car, you got to imagine, put, imagine your hands on a steering wheel. You know, imagine your hands, imagine driving down the highway in your brand new car. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try. And, I, and, you know, and I rehearsed it in my mind over and over and over and over. And it wasn't, I mean, you know, this was maybe, I didn't just go out and do it. I mean, this was like a couple months down the road. You know, and but in my mind, right, I had my hands on that steering wheel and I didn't know what the car was. I just knew it was a new car. That's all I knew. And then that one day I was driving down, I was driving on, you know, in Hawaii, we have on Oahu, we have a viaduct and I was driving under the viaduct in my Maxima, that my beat up Maxima that was killing me because it was rebuilding itself, right? You know, cars rebuild itself, right? After, bro, after sixty thousand miles, everything starts going, and you gotta rebuild. Now, nowadays, I think it's even sooner than that, right? Uh, for certain things, mostly electronics now, right? And it kills you because you gotta pay for all this stuff, right? It's cheaper to lease a car and have everything taken care of by the dealer. It's cheaper, you know. But some people, you know, it's not in their plan, right? So they they don't do it, and they end up. They end up repairing, repairing, repairing. They actually spend more money than if they just lease a car and then, you know, let, let the dealer uh, work with everything, right? Or handle everything. But but that's a, that's a story. That's what happened. I mean, you know, I'll tell you guys in detail how it happened next time. But just know that, you know, change, right? We're talking about change. We talk, and, and this was a big change. The law of attraction was a big change for me in my life. And... And my ex-girlfriend that I broke up with, we're still friends today. You know, uh, she's on my Instagram and we we still talk to each other. But, you know, the, the bottom line is she said, you know, if you really want to change, if you really want to get to the next level, if you really want to be the, the guy you're supposed to be, right, or the guy you want to be, she said, you got to see this, you got to do this, you got to follow this, you got to be faithful to this, you got to do this. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I kicked her out of I kicked her out of my house one Sunday morning, right? And 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 later on, you know, we 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 had gotten together later on just just you know to talk. And I told her, hey, bring your daughters to my school, you know, whatever. Bring bring the girls, cause I love the girls, I love the kids. And so the kids stayed, and then she she brought the kids, and you know, and then she gave me that DVD. She said, here, if you really want. If you really want to do something with your life here, you got to you got to see this. And for one year I kept it in my top drawer. I mean, I wrote about this in my book and I dedicated my book to Marina, to her, right? And 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 um it, it's a very nice dedication. It's dedicated um to her and and it's also uh, dedicated to my parents, you know, cuz they're both educators, right? And so so uh it, it just runs in the family. It, that's we're all teachers in my family. That's what we do. Uh, that's the genetics, right? It's just genetic. Each side was teacher. Boom! It had to happen to me too, right? But I wanted to be cool, right? So I wanted to do the entertainment stuff, the comedy stuff, all of that. But but this is what happened. This is what happened with my life. And so, so uh, yeah, uh, Maring, if you're listening to this, Mahalo, thank you. Uh, you know. And uh, we call her Maring, uh, Marina. Uh, that's a slang. Uh, Maring is a Filipino slang for uh, Marina. And and so anyway, but it was Marina that gave me the thing. I kept it in my top drawer one year. No, nope, didn't want to listen to it. Hard head, 
One day I was cleaning up my drawer looking for some stuff. And then <laughs> there it was. And I said, oh, okay, all right. And I put it in the DVD player. And I never took it out for like months. And I watched it every day, every day, every day. So the thing would sink in because I really wanted to change my life. And then I changed my life. In between that, I went to church. I, you know, I did stuff, right? I, I, I went to church and, you know, and, and church didn't really do it for me because I, I saw a lot of negativity. I saw a lot of guys that were nice in church and they, they were doing uh, illegal stuff out of church. They were doing uh, bad stuff out of church. And I thought, yeah, no need, no need church. You know, the, the body is the temple. Jesus said that, right? So I'm like, okay. But, but you know, the law of attraction is God in action. It's between you and your creator, whoever you believe that to be. And for me, bro, my creator, like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, my, my creator is the creator anyway. Hey, the podcast is being brought to you by Island Club and Spa. Oh, man. And Voice Master Enterprises. Also, AFM, uh, AFM OA Music. With the, featuring the music of Mr. Darren Chinan. That's our last project we produced. And he's on iTunes. Check it out. He has a couple of albums up there. And we're going to be working on album number three very soon. Darren Chinan, outstanding talent in Hawaii. Check him out. His last name is spelled C-H-I-N-E-N. Chinan. All right. Just Google him. Yeah. There you go. All right. Hey, coming up on the next podcast, we're going to be talking about more stuff. <laughs> more stuff. Hey, Bro, we'll tell all the stories, bro. All the stories. We'll see you guys on the next podcast. Mahalo.